This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. 
The mystery punters are preparing to confront the mayor of Helmfirth. Red convinced the group to attempt stealth before engaging in gunplay during the eventual kidnapping. Adrian repaired his armor of King Arthur to wear it into battle, and Richter found a Necronomicon that will explain the history of Helmfirth itself. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Richter, in your hands, you hold the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Now, not the capital T Necronom- Necronomicon Ex Mortis, uh, the Book of the Dead, famed Book of the Dead, um, but certainly uh, a, an interesting knockoff uh, as written by H.P. Uh, Helmfirth, the apparent founder uh, of, of the town. This is the kind of relic you have spent your entire life looking for, and uh, you can't help but have your thoughts flit uh, to Ingrid and how much she would love uh, to have her hands on this, and more importantly, how much you'd love to share this moment with her. But instead, uh, it's just you, the darkened, dusty archive, uh, and the words of a dead madman. If you are reading this, it would seem that you have breached the veil the same way I once did, and unfortunately your mind has been opened to the secrets of the mythos. What you are now seeing and the way the world appears will unfortunately never leave you. You will never return to who you were, as I indeed could not, and now I must share my horrific burden with you. If you have found this book, it is because you have witnessed firsthand the powers of the dark forces that linger just beyond the edge of mortal understanding. And thus I pass my burden to you. If you found this book by mistake, please stop reading and put it back. I don't know how you found it, but it's not for you, only for seekers of knowledge. Um... Admittedly, Richter, um, you find it irritating that someone would put such a warning at the beginning of a book, because realistically, if someone found it, then the knowledge should be shared. That's the whole point of writing a book. Um, But something does ring true about the fact that you have never seen this book before uh, in your comings and goings. Uh, Go ahead and roll sanity check, please. Fail. Great. Um, So you're going to lose... Uh, three points of sanity and gain three mythos as the the words of uh, the dead madman ring tremendously true in your ears. Um, So as uh, you begin to read the book, um, you learn a little bit about uh, Helmfirth. He can't help but uh, describe how he he first came uh, to this site uh, and the potential he saw in it. Um, but a lot of that is kind of like when you're reading a recipe online and there's just a bunch of bullshit before you get the actual recipe where it's like, my family loves this. It's so good and so healthy. And the time really helps. You're like, why is there time? And then you have to scroll for five minutes until you finally get it. He does a little bit of that. And being a, a studied scholar, you flick through that fairly quickly um, until you you get to the, uh, the, the first night uh, he spent as a, a wayward traveler looking for a, a place to, to put a stamp on. Um and he describes uh, finding um, some uh, ancient stones, um, a, um, a small broken wall, um, just seemingly in the middle of the wilderness. 
um, that he decided to sleep in the the shadow of uh, for the evening, thinking perhaps that it could be useful to, for for building a shelter himself. Um, from the way he's describing the location, Tyler, you know that this was certainly where the church currently stands. Um, and he describes how, as evening fell, uh, nightmares, the likes of which uh, he had never seen, fell upon him. And it wasn't until some time later uh, that he discovered that in his dreams, he was reliving the story of the Croatoan. Long ago, long before humanity had the audacity to rear its ugly head and force its will upon the earth, um, the great old ones ruled. They came from beyond space, beyond time, from beyond the imaginations of, of sane mortals, uh, beyond anything we would ever hope could be possible. For to hope and to believe in the great ones is to embrace the inevitability of madness and the very destruction of one's being at a very fundamental level. But whether or not we believe in them, whether or not we remember them, the great old ones roamed the earth. It was one of many domains uh, through which they, they moved. And on this particular day, they had met, uh, they had uh, gathered in a place that would eventually be known as Roanoke. Now in this spot, they came to discuss an accord. Uh, the politics and the, the culture of the great old ones is unknowable uh, to us. And dear listener, if I were to tell you, you would surely go mad. As a result, we can't possibly hope to imagine what they were there to discuss, merely that they had some matter of importance, enough so that they would bother to manifest in this particular place at this particular time. And it was at this particular place that would eventually be known as the Lost Colony or Roanoke, that a new great old one emerged, one that was less known, one that was in the shadows, born of the eventual dreams, ambitions, desires of the mortals who had come to possess this planet. It was in fact a great old one born of the earth itself. This creature would become known as the Croatoan, as the plur pluriform oculus, as the thousand-eyed cyclops, a creature made of contradictions, but also, to some extent, of hope, hope of being accepted by its brethren from beyond space and time, taking its very first fledgling steps towards a greater world and some sense of camaraderie. But the great old ones, the, the, the one who sleeps in Rileh, the lord of the volcano, the father of serpents, the bloody tongue, the color out of space, and their brethren, had no interest or use for a new god. Indeed, there were plenty enough as it was. And so, as the Croatoan approached them, desiring some form of, of companionship, some form of hope, they turned on it. And with their sharp claws, their teeth, with their tentacles and with other appendages that are truly too horrible to name. They laid into the Croatoan, destroying it, ripping it apart and leaving it to die. 
Hey friends, it's Ryan. That's right, real Ryan, not just the character I play in this show. And I'm here to invite you to help us make even more shows. Currently, we make more shows than I want to talk about. There are actually eight different series that we have on an ongoing basis. Soon it's going to be nine, spoiler alert, but we need your assistance to be able to make that happen. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash dice. You can get behind the scenes info, you can be a part of our Discord, you can add your own NPC, you can even produce a show if you want to dive all the way in there. So whatever you want to have happen, we can make happen at patreon.com com slash dum dum dice please come join your fellow snarfs it's a snarf illusion now sometime later the unfortunate colonists sent to take land that was already being taken care of quite well by a number of people and claim it for their queen elizabeth came to the spot that the dying god was gasping its last to establish a colony, the very first English settlement in North America and what is now known as North Carolina. 121 colonists lived in Roanoke Colony, not aware that an ancient, ancient dying monster inhabited the space with them. The first governor, uh, John White left the colony in, uh, founded it in uh, 1587, but uh, due to some unfortunate entanglements with the Spanish, uh, had to leave for a while. And when he returned in uh, 1590, he found the entire colony abandoned, the single word carved into the perimeter, Croatoan. And rumors persisted that the indigenous population massacred the colonists, that the colonists integrated into indigenous society, that perhaps they tried to go home to England and were, were lost at sea, that perhaps the Spanish got to them. But what Helmfirth discovered was their souls, their essence, everything they were was just enough to give the Croatoan the energy it needed to move. And move it did, slowly slouching up the coast, leaving a small but certainly perceptible trail of ethereal occult essence lingering behind it. It infected the East Coast with its its dying will, um, creating places like Innismouth and various others, leaving a lingering trail that just slightly weakened the veil uh, between our world and, and the one beyond before finally coming to breathe its last in the place that H.P. Helmfirth found himself sleeping, the place known now as Helmfirth. Over the course of many nights, as Helmfirth slowly lost his grip on reality, he lived the dying moments of the Croatoan as its entire essence seeped into the soil, poisoning it and creating a permanent weakness between this realm and others. One generally ignored by the other great old ones, as of course they had their own business elsewhere, but one that has been slowly infecting human affairs for t- since time immemorial. When he awoke on the 11th day of sleeping in the small, strange ruin covered in odd carvings, Helmforth realized that it, was not enough to just leave this here, a a time bomb waiting to erupt and and destroy those who who might stumble upon it in future. It had to be controlled and it had to be protected. 
he had to create something that could possibly keep this monster at bay. And so he founded a town, named it after himself, and slowly people began to flock to it. The land was good, if a bit strange. Location was fine and was useful for trade, both by sea and by um, land. And eventually, Helmfirth became a small, thriving town. Now, Helmfirth himself tried his best to um, warn the citizens of what their duty was in settling here. It would seem that even just having uh, a purpose for the land other than the the burial ground of, of this creature uh, was enough to temper its will somewhat. And sure enough, the long journey up the coast had indeed drained most of its essence of it. It was no longer waiting to awake as it had been back in uh, Roanoke. However, the older he got, the more he saw its impact, the more he saw the glimpses of what was to come, and the more he realized he'd made a mistake. Now, by this point, much like you yourself, um, Richter, he had made some allies. Uh, he had made contact with other groups that were aware of this. Um, the uh, Ambrosia Fellowship, um, which you would now know as the Ambrosia Foundation, uh, became aware and offered their assistance. Um, but so too did the Covens. So too did other groups that could see perhaps greater potential. And the uh, church he had built... Um, a small, simple church uh, over top of the site he'd spent his very first nights, he hoped would stand as uh, almost a warning marker, uh, almost a plug, something to keep the faith of humanity uh, stoked um, and to keep the monsters away. Before he died, he put Quill to paper, committing a, a horrible, unforgivable sin he murdered his lover and stretched their skin over his book and inked it in the traditions that he had learned from uh, the Ambrosia Foundation. Knowing that this would, in fact, damn his soul to dimensions unheard of and to eternal torment, to have to observe as everything he had feared came to pass, to speak of it to no one but himself, H.P. Helmfirth, wrote a warning. He wrote what he'd observed. He wrote everything he could possibly think of and cast one final spell to bind it to someone else who, like him, had peered through the veil in the hopes that if they found it and understood the nature of the Croatoan, they might be able to keep it at bay. He never imagined that this book would be found in the 1930s little less than a century from when he, he wrote it. But the library staff of the Helmfirth Library are very fucking diligent. And they somehow made sure that this cursed tome found its way to you. And so the Croatoan, the Pluriform Oculus, the Thousand-Eyed Cyclops, is a dead god one that managed to consume a colony's worth of settlers before dragging itself up the coast, causing a terror in space and time that plagues New England to this day. I mean, you should fucking see Castle Rock. That place is weird. And apparently it came to rest here 
until it would seem a reverend working for a coven of people messing with things they really shouldn't be touching who sought to unleash the great old ones upon the earth and in become the heirs of these inheritors woke it up in a dark ceremony that only now you remember interrupting gun in hand holding up an ancient Nearlothotep amulet in a desperate attempt to save your young friends who it would seem may now be playing host to a dead God. As you reach the final page, you look back and realize that uh, the ink has been disappearing as you've been reading it. And as you flip back through, um, the pages are uh, slowly uh, beginning to gray. Uh, the age of this paper is beginning to become very apparent. And the flesh uh, smells of rot as the cover begins to fall away. Um, and in the dim light of a library archive, uh, the book, the cursed book, and the damned soul of H.P. Helmfirth are finally put to rest. Richter, uh, having absorbed all of this, what are your thoughts? Uh, holy shit. <laughs> it's just a scheisse. Um, that is the most information he has gotten with the least amount of work in a long, long time. It's, it's like someone wrote a personalized letter to him. Um, so I think he feels immensely connected right now to HP Helmfirth and, and grateful, I think. Um, you feel and... almost as though he's hosted this experience for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, just, just to be just by the, you know, the nature of research is, is you, you delve and you kind of pluck mm -hmm. and ply what you need, um, for whatever your thesis is or whatever you're researching, but to find basically, a, like essentially a letter or like a diary <laughs> almost mm -hmm. addressed specifically to you, it feels like, um, it's, uh, it's it's immensely powerful, purely almost from a sentimental point of mm -hmm. view, on top of the powerful knowledge that it imparts. Um, so I think uh, as this book is is am I correct in assuming that it's like dissolving and falling apart? Yeah, the the flesh that binds the cover is rotting very rapidly. The pages themselves are crumbling um, almost to dust. Uh, it seems that. Um, whatever spell was binding the words and the book and the, the kind of um, <clears throat> uh, almost the stealth enchantment um, mm. to, to keep it out of um, keep it away from someone who hasn't seen through the veil, who doesn't have a, um, right. an awareness of the mythos. Um, now that all of that is broken, um, it is, it's rapidly disintegrating and kind I of think... all, everything's turning at a much more rapid speed than it would. I mean, paper doesn't, you know, turned to dust in, in yeah. under a century, but it's all coming apart pretty quick. I, I think as grotesque and gruesome as that visual might be, I think the value of the information is such that um, Richter is just holding the book to his chest as it falls apart. Mm. Okay. Very, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm sorry, it is over a century. I, I wrote down a wrong date here. Um, it would probably be, it would be post, uh, post the foundation of America, but not by not much time. past that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so sitting in the dark, um, feeling uh, a tremendous uh, amount of gratitude uh, to a, a damned man you'll never meet. Uh, you, you clutch the book to your chest. Um, Richter, uh, you can go ahead and gain, uh, add 10 to your mythos score. Um, you, you feel as though the, uh, the blinders that you've had on have been, been removed and the, uh, the magic that you summoned, um, during the battle in the King in yellow suddenly feels much closer at hand, uh, and much more, um, where before it seemed like a, a weird break that just kind of occurred. Now it, it seems uh, more controllable, more like something you, you could draw upon. Um, and uh, with that, you and the dearly departed H.P. Helmfirth and the, the legend of a, of a dead, betrayed god um, sit in silence until eventually the only thing you feel in your arms uh, is your own chest and your slightly fluttering heartbeat. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V., Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
Graham Shapiro is a decent man. Gideon Media's hit sci-fi thriller, Give Me Away, returns. There's a lot of people screaming in that prison right now. So scream me. Just know up front, I'm going to have input. What happened? Are you all right? Dad. Tell us everything. It seems like you want to scare us into thinking you're going to let us starve. But should your treatment of us ever cause this decent man to let me off the leash again, anything is possible. Give me away season two, starting April 11th.